Welcome back to Between the Sheets with Melissa and Scarlett. Episode number 18. I'm surprised you remember that. It's been a long, long, long time. So you know what? You're going to have to forgive us a little bit because we might be a little bit off our game. We haven't done this for a long time and... You know, it'll take a little bit to get back into the rhythm of it all, mm-hmm. or else we'll just need to drink more. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep okay. drinking. There you go. Okay, so... A little liquid courage. <laughs> so I'm just going to dive right into it. Might as well. So right off the bat, this is a little story that Scarlett sent to me on Facebook. Yes, which I have to admit, I, um, I think I got that from the girls at... Or the ladies, the women shouldn't say girls, at uh, Diabolic Magazine. Nice. Yeah. Who also do a podcast called Daughters of Darkness, which is a lot of fun. So the title of this article is, Witches Allegedly Stole Penises and Kept Them as Pets in the Middle Ages. As you do. As you do. As one does. (laughs) Damn witches. (laughs) How dare they, you know... So then there's like a little subtitle. According to a 15th century guide to detecting and eradicating witchcraft, witches were capable of making penises vanish. How dare they be scissor girls. And some (laughs) even kept them in nests and fed them oats. (laughs) So when one wants to keep a pet penis, one must be sure to have a nest nest and some oats. oats. You know, a Quaker oats, I'm sure, would be fine. Probably not uh, instant. No, 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 because you don't want to process. That's true. You should probably, no, like, no grow your own and dry them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure those penises are fussy. So Make sure I, you only give organic oats to your penis. I, you know, I'm picturing a little, this little penis, little wormy guy, and he's got a little face, and he's munching on his little oats. Also, I was like, how would it eat? Well, you know, it, I guess in the opening. <laughs> Are you telling me there's teeth in the urethra? Is it there? (laughs) You mean there's not? Nobody ever mentioned that to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like vagina dentata. I know. (laughs) So here it says, since time immemorial, men have worried irrationally about perceived threats to their penises. Is that true? Have men... Irrationally I'm sure that about they that have. Thing. Well, how many men do you know that sleep with their hands over their junk? That's a good point. That's going to be <laughs> some primal. I thought it was like a primal protection yeah, thing. Yeah, I never thought of that. Well, their business is on the outside. It's kind of unprotected. Protected, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So long before there was castration anxiety, there was something far more sinister. The myth of phallus-stealing witches who kept wriggling dismembered members as pets. I wonder if they put them on leashes. Oh, my God. This little <laughs> rhinestone leash. <laughs> but then you can get them costumes, too. Like I know. I know you can dress them up. Little like hats. Like Little capes. Oh, oh that's that, right. That podcast where that guy was yes. dressing it up every day. So I forgot all about that. Little pad, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could teach it tricks. I mean. A little cowboy hat, a lasso. God, you could have little like, <laughs> races with your other... Witchy friends, pet penises. Oh, my it's God. like hours and hours of fun. They could have play dates. Oh, my God. Totally. <laughs> totally. So the book that this occurs in, I'm going to let you pronounce it. You, uh, you're assuming that. It's that, that 
that oh, Malleus, the Maleficarum. Maleficarum. Malice Maleficarum. I don't even have glasses on, but I know what book it is. It's the famous 15th century witch hunting manual that um, was written by Heinrich Kramer. Sort of led to many <laughs> uh, burnings. Many yeah, killed burnings. Killed a lot of people. Killed a lot of innocent people. Uh, but that's killed that's a lot that's of wise for, women. Killed a lot of healers. That's like, for another time. Though. I mean, that's yeah, pretty I know, evil. I know. <laughs> but right now we just have pet penises because <laughs> that's what it's all about. I'm just looking through the article to see if there's like any. Oh, here he goes. Disembodied penises as pet and feeding them oats and other nutritious grains. Oh, there's a little clip here too. So this is from the book. Oh, good luck with this. What shall we think about those witches who somehow take members in large numbers, 20 or 30, and shut them up together in a bird's nest or some box, where they move about like living members, eating oats or other feed? This so is... wait, you get to have like 20 members in yeah. a nest? Yeah! Oh, yes! 20, so 20 penises in a nest? Great! So a pretty big nest. This has been seen by many, and it, it has been seen by many, and is a matter of common talk. I love that. <laughs> that's so, like, that's like a politician line. I like that it's like, and everybody knows it's true. Everybody knows. It's a knows. matter of common talk. It is said that it's all done by the devil's work and illusion, for the senses of those who see the penises are deluded in the way we have said. Okay, so, Whatever. It's always about the devil. Always goes back to the devil. You know, if it has to do with sex or sexuality or being a scissor girl or being witchy, it has to do with the devil. So there you go. Hell Satan. (laughs) But it goes on to say, now this is where it gets even better. (laughs) It goes on to say, gonad-bearing flora were not uncommon in the Middle Ages. In a 2010 article published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine... Historian Johann Metellier, or whatever, states, between the end of the 13th century and the early 16th century, the phallus tree was quite common. I'm in love with the phallus tree. I just love this. The penis tree. This is the (laughs) gift that keeps on giving. So great. Penis trees flourish through Europe, according to his research. I want to grow one. Where do you (laughs) get one? I have a yard now. I could grow a penis tree. Dude, we totally should have... You need a penis tree. Right here it says, okay. Somebody needs to get you one as a home. I know, a little pot with a bow on it and what have you. So it says, a a 14th century French manuscript contains two images of nuns harvesting penises from trees and tucking them into their robes. So that's interesting. naughty nuns. I'm surprised, like, with all the nunsploitation, like, behind convent walls and, you know, I mean, there's tons of them, but... That none of those filmmakers ever had a penis tree. I know. And had the nuns harvesting penis tree. Come on, Ken Opportunity missed. Why did he, yeah, you totally missed that. <laughs> they, they found a wood carving in Germany. I wish I could, like, project this somehow through the podcast. Um, but it has, says here, depicts a woman casually plucking penises while her level, lover peruses a vulva tree. Oh, so there's also a vul- So there's a little something for the oh men. Oh my god, there's vagina trees! Yeah, so you can have but a little both. That Take makes your sense, though, because you know what, there's, um... I used to see them a lot in France, but there was, like, uh, a certain type of tree, and they're quite big, and they have extremely big trunks, but they have, like, what looks like vulvas. They're, like, like eyes or vulvas all over them. You used to oh, see crazy. them everywhere and be like, oh, there's another vagina tree. Oh, there's another <laughs> vagina tree. Oh, you know. 
Oh, there's the vulva tree. So that I understand, Barb, but penis trees. There must have been some kind of tree, and maybe it even still exists today, that had, that had some sort of pods hanging, you know, probably seed pods, but maybe they just looked a maybe little... Maybe one lumpy penis. Penis trees. <laughs> Uh, ribbed for her pleasure? I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, so that's that's your penis tree for you. But the, the, then they said there's vagina trees, so wait, finish yeah. that. So, oh, wait, right, I lost my place. Okay, so it just says, all right, vulva tree, all right, and then it just says, um, the, they're describing the wood carving that shows a couple making love under the phallus tree. Okay, but... The title of this article were witches that kept penises as pets. I know. But then how come nuns were harvesting penis trees? I don't know. It's like it's weird. It took a left turn. Hmm. And it goes on to say that in 2000, archaeologists uncovered a particularly impressive penis tree specimen. (laughs) The Christmas tree of all... It's quite what's erect, big, I tell what's, you. What's that big uh, Christmas tree they have in New York? Come on, oh, yeah, New 30 Rock, right. Or yeah. is, it, is that where it is? I don't remember. Um, it says, a massive mural from the 13th century located in Tuscany. Because, of course, they have those tall, pointy trees there. So, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it depicts a tree covered in male sex organs. Um, all of which were disproportionately large and clearly in an aroused state. <laughs> so technically, it's the erection tree or the hard-on tree. It's the, to- it's it's the, the boner, boner tree! tree. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about the bony tree. It's all about the boner, the boner tree. tree. I'm going to go pray to the boner tree. I'm going to hug the boner tree. <laughs> I'm going to go spend some quality time at the boner tree. <laughs> Don't bother me. Exactly. I need my me time with the boner tree. <laughs> oh my Let god. Let me do something we didn't. This sounds like a fabulous idea. It does. And it says here, by the noble plant's roots stand eight women. Okay, these are the ladies. These are ladies standing underneath the tree. This is another the great boner tree. Massive mural with the great Forget boner about the tree. Great pumpkin tree. It's all about the great oh boner tree. Oh my god. Let's see, two of whom appear to be fighting over a penis, because even though the tree is filled with penises, clearly there are some that are better than others. That must have been one that was more special than the rest. Yeah, it was a little more ripe. Um, (laughs) And let's see, and one is trying to knock one off with a a branch using a stick. So she's poking at, come here, penis, I like that one, it's a little too high. Maybe she was a pinata, you know? (laughs) Maybe. It was a game. Oh, my God. Um, Oh, God. Okay, wait, hold on. Beside them is another woman who appears to be mostly uninvolved, but who, upon closer inspection, has one of the fruits of the tree protruding from her bottom. Ah, so she's having so a little she's me having time a little there. quality me time mm. with the with the boner tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. That would be a good name for a book. Quality me time with the boner tree. Yeah. So then it goes on to say, so now we're getting back to the witch part. So okay. then it goes on to say um, that some fella, George Frazoka, the director of the Center for Tuscan Studies, has argued that the mural constitutes the earliest depiction in art of women acting as witches, citing ancient Tuscan folklore about witches keeping penises captive in nests. Well, that's interesting because we went from the malice... Maleficorum. Maleficorum, basically saying that women 
would, that witches would steal penises and keep them for pets. Yes. And then we the took women a, are scissor girls. But then we took a massive ca- left turn men, yes. to nuns picking the penises. Well, cultivating boner trees. I love it. And then here, but this, I don't necessarily. Those, I don't think those are nuns. I don't think they're witches either, though. Uh, they're probably, what, pagans? No, they could be. They're just random ladies having a good time <laughs> with their boner tree. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, maybe they're witches. There's not many. There's no, like, I don't know. Who knows? Um, so then it comes down. Okay, now we're getting back to the Malice Malficorum. Kramer writes, all witchcraft comes from carnal lust, which in women is insatiable. <laughs> <laughs> and don't you ever fucking forget it. <laughs> that is the I won't even say honest. That is the honest to goddess truth. Yes. Well, I mean, for most women. For yes. wild women. Yes, yes. It closes with, it closes with a question. So in its purest essence, the penis tree and its association with endlessly, I can never know how to pronounce that. You're, I don't have glasses in the can't Lascivious. 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 Witches. Raises Lascivious a compl- witches. I can't say those two words together five times fast. <laughs> it's not happening. It raises a compelling question. If dick grew on trees, would anyone need men? Hmm, that's a head scratcher. Yeah, that's a head scratcher. Yeah. No, still need men. Yeah, because yeah. I have a hard time with certain jars. I can't get them open all the time. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All I right, mean, I'm not kidding, like, but I'm kidding. No, you know what? But you need men. Mm-hmm. I like that, like, one-on-one thing. I think it was just like, oh, I don't know, unless, like, the penis thing could talk and... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think it's... T- I mean, I like the company of I like men. the company. I, I like men. I do, I too. love men. I love men as yes, well. Yes, exactly. Um, it's a different point of view. It's a whole different thing. Yeah, but I, I just know. love them. And so, uh, yeah, I think... I, I, I would think dis- definitely. I would disagree with that last, uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I would, too. I would, as well. Yeah. Okay. So, moving on. Moving on from Pass penis trees. Boner tree. <laughs> We're going to jump over to something that I found, and I shared this with Scarlett because I knew she would like it. Um, the <laughs> title of the... This is on I Fucking Love Science. was just like our favorite. You're not supposed to say it like that. I know. I always say it. Around, I fucking love science. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's called Here's Why You Should Be Sleeping Naked. Yay! It starts off with, burn your pajamas and throw away the oversized t-shirts. Wait, does that count? This is my Darth Vader onesie? Do I do yes, burn it! <laughs> Maybe not burn it, keep it, that's cool. I'm kind of fond of my Darth Vader onesie. <laughs> your lack of faith disturbs. <laughs> exactly. We all need a little bit more nudity in our lives, especially when it comes to sleeping. It says... I guess there's a video. I'm not going to play the video, but there's a video where um, they basically say that we sleep better at night with slightly lower body temperatures and the less clothing, the less heat. Okay. And it says that even a slight increase in temperature can increase activity in areas of the brain that regulate sleep cycles, resulting in a more disturbed sleep. Okay. Studies have shown that a decrease even as slightly as 0.4%. Well, that's Celsius. I'm going to jump over here and go 1.1 Fahrenheit because that's I live in Fahrenheit land. Can make all the difference. So basically, you need to be cool to, to, say, sleep, well. to sleep well. Yeah. 
For guys, that temperature drop can help increase your sperm count. Fellas. Sleep in a hot room, please. (laughs) (laughs) Since sperm is best produced at temperature just below our core body temperature. So, you know, that makes sense. For women, being free from restrictive clothing can allow your private bits to air and cool, which is important since harmful bacteria can easily thrive in warm and moist areas. Ew. <laughs> no more plastic panties at night. <laughs> or those nylon ones, though. Those nylon underwears. Those are I don't the wear worst. underwear. I, I own. I probably shouldn't say this on the radio, but I own two pairs of underwear. I, I don't wear. It. And also, do you sleep naked? I do not sleep naked. I sleep naked. I don't. I um. I mean, not always, but for the most part, yes. See, I'm, like, up and down and up and down. Like, I I mean, which this is arguably saying that if I did sleep naked, I wouldn't be waking up constantly throughout the night. <laughs> now you're going to have to try <laughs> I used to sleep naked. I went through a phase when I was in college that I did sleep naked. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was largely because I was poor and didn't have enough clothes to sleep in clothes. Cause, gotcha. Because, you know, that's college time. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I tend to do, I tend to sleep with clothes on. P- part of it is I have a lot of cats, <laughs> and they like to sleep in the bed with me and sometimes crawl underneath the covers okay, that makes and sense. like cuddle so up got, against yeah, me. Yeah, so you've got claws and shit to deal yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and they have, I have woken up with mysterious scratches in the parts that aren't covered by clothing. <laughs> so let's just say. Okay, I get it. All right. Yeah. I don't want a bloody boob. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm understanding the logic. Yeah, it, it makes total sense. It makes a lot of sense. And, you know, the times when I think back on it, the times when I did sleep naked, I, I think I was more comfortable. And I think I might have even gotten a better night's rest. Oh, no. <laughs> Sleeping naked with a partner also has its biochemical benefits. Woohoo! Skin-to-skin contact yes. is proven to increase the release of oxytocin, the so-called love hormone. I know exactly what it is. Which can boost your mood, help maintain your immune system and even spark feelings of emotional intimacy and see that's probably my whole thing because i'm so tactile that it's like give me skin give me skin 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 yeah that always makes me feel better absolutely that's why hugging is great yeah because you just get this little boost of like feel good hormone yes (laughs) now speaking of sleeping naked Oh, my God. Are we really going to go there? We are. Okay. We're moving on to our next thing that we found. And we I think we both kind of found this simultaneously. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I feel like one of our listeners might have sent it to me as well. I don't know. Should I give him a shout out? Who was it? Mike. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So shout well, out thank to you, Mike. Mike. Yeah. Okay. I didn't I, know that. I think so. I think he sent this to us. And if he didn't, now nah, I'm giving him credit anyway. Well, there you go. If you did, you did it now. <laughs> So, this is a vagina alarm clock. Oh, you gotta read the thing. Can I read it? Put this alarm clock in your vagina and wake up to an orgasm. (laughs) And what it looks like, just to give a description. It looks like a shovel. It kind of looks like a shovel, like a flat, like a paddle, like a flat paddle on one end. Or, or wait, the thing used in the garden. Um, Yeah, yeah, like a hoe. A hoe. (laughs) (laughs) But um bum. Oh, I didn't even know I was going there. <laughs> and then the other part is, you know, it's like a pink hoe. The handle, the yeah. part that goes in, 
I guess? Or does it go in? But I don't think it actually goes... It doesn't actually go in your vagina. It just rests I on think it. it rests... It's supposed to rest in your panties, if I remember correctly. But you know what? You can take a look. It's okay. It's been a while since I looked at this. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure how it works. Um, it looks a little intimidating actually. yeah i was gonna say i, I'd be I a little, think it would be a little I, I what i remember and you can read through it and i'll give my explanation is i think the handle part went in the panties and so the flat part like laid oh, against so it like, like the mons venus and the clitoris so that and then it says like five minutes before you're supposed to awaken it starts like a low vibration because it's got a little timer on it okay and then supposedly by the time you wake you're gonna be like in you know full screaming orgasm but like how the fuck would you fall asleep with something like that in your i don't know okay panties. here it goes i'm scrolling through the article it says you actually wear inside your underwear a potential problem for nude sleepers like me the yeah. author says um, see i'm not the only one yeah and who is the author where who rebecca jane stokes for your tango.com just give her a little shout out um so it says here wear a vibrating leg Stimulates your clitoris and labia. Yeah, so that is what happens. Oh, okay. so maybe part it's of it... It's the leg part. Okay. There's a part that rests down in and the part that rests on top, but doesn't go inside inside. Okay, yeah, just sort I of see. rests okay. against it. So we had a little hiccup there with our, uh, with our with my Mac Mini. For some reason, it decided it was overloading and just stopped recording. Totally killed the momentum. Thanks, Obama. We're, we're dead in the water now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, we were... Dis- move on, move on. Yeah, quickly, we're moving on. Come on, everybody's got a short attention span. Okay, so this is an article that says there is no such thing as a vaginal orgasm. Says science, but you're supposed to go, whoa! Whoa! There's no such thing as vaginal orgasm, says science. <laughs> there you go. That was much better. You've been practicing. <laughs> So it says here, okay, so for years, women have claimed they can orgasm during penetrative sex alone. We've seen it in movies, porn, and TV, the elusive vaginal orgasm. But we're here today to tell you that we've all been living a big, fat lie. Now, wasn't there some 70s feminist sex-positive woman that basically, I'm not going to name names, but said that, like... Having a clitoral orgasm wasn't like a true orgasm, and having the vaginal orgasm was like oh. the holy, you know, the holy grail of orgasms, and that that was actually the real complete orgasm. Really? Because I, that's something that I must have stuck in my very young mind, and um, yeah, I'm glad to know this because I've—it's just bullshit. Because we've been fed a lie exactly. our whole lives. Exactly. So it says here, science has declared the vaginal orgasm does not exist. And if that wasn't enough, the G-spot everyone's been searching for <laughs> is a total sham. <gasps> there are so many men out there going, phew. I know. I'm sure that there's a lot of women out there going, phew, true, too. True, Have you found your G-spot? Oh, fuck no. I haven't found mine. I've tried. I've tried. People have tried. And I've just been like... I don't feel any, like, raised blah, blah, blah on the pelvic wall that's like a button. No. Sorry. The thing thing that has always done it for me is, and I've only ever done this with guys, so I'm going to say a guy going down. I realize it could also be a girl going down, but is someone going down and just, like, I think the old thing is like you do like the alphabet with your tongue, like 
on the clitoris, <laughs> and it's like, you but know. But see, that's a clitoral orgasm. Exactly, and that, that works wonderfully. So it says here, okay, thanks to a mind-blowing study published in Clinical Anatomy, instead of clitoral anatomy. I was going to say, <laughs> clinical anatomy doesn't sound that official, but that's no, okay. No. Orgasms via thrusts have been officially put to bed. <laughs> um, it's a fact. Women worldwide don't orgasm during penetrative sex. Researchers say there's no anatomical structure in a vagina that could get a woman off. Thank you. This has been my argument for a very long time, and I have had this discussion with many, many people. Okay, not an actual argument, but um, <laughs> this has been my stance. Like, we aren't built that way. Just like, like um, a vagina is not equipped to take a 10-inch penis. Yeah. You know, they only go in, like, four or five inches. This is as deep as it is. I mean, that's just the way that it goes. Right, so this yeah. has been my other argument. Like, the vagina is is not structured it doesn't have anything that gets stimulated to have an orgasm. Right, yeah, no. And uh, let's see. So it says here, there's three little, they have like three bullet points. Oh, okay. Number one, we have a lot of fakers on our hands. <laughs> have you ever faked it? I have. I yeah, have absolutely. I think oh, I totally have. I, t- you know, the thing for me, though, <laughs> with the faking it thing is largely to get my partner off. Uh, okay. Because well, it's okay. kind of like a, okay, I'm ready to be kind of done with this now, and so I'm going to go into this, like, pornographic, <laughs> like, over orgasm, over-the-top yeah. experience, because that will drive him to completion, and then I can go read a book. Yeah. You know? Um, no, I faked it just uh, in the, like, oh, dear God, please let this be over with. <laughs> Which, uh, this has only ever happened, like, a, a, you know, I've been fairly lucky with partners, but, uh, yeah, there are a couple that it was just like, oh, my fucking God, please. <laughs> Watch me put on the act of the century. Right, exactly. So, number two, if it wasn't already, your clitoris is your only ticket to Pleasure Town. Yep. And it says here underneath it, this is interesting, it says, female orgasms during penetrative sex are definitely possible. As long as you are rubbing against the clitoris. Exactly. Yes. There has exactly. to be contact. Exactly. There has to be contact. And that's why certain positions are better for that. And right. that's a fucking great orgasm. That's, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. That's when it, like, hits home. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think... I think that's all the time that we have. I think we've given enough educational messages. I know, I know. I think we're good. So, um, gosh. I think that's it. We're done. That's it. All right, we're out of here. It's been wicked. Ciao.